hi, we're the Misery Machine. I'm Yerky. And I'm Drewby. We're doing something a bit different from true crime this week. I apologize if that's what you were looking for, but I have to do something that's very near and dear to my heart. Very meaningful. What the hell are you two doing? And that's Billy Harrington. I have to cover the life of Billy Harrington. If you're here, I'm assuming most of the people listening know who Billy Harrington is and are total meme lords, but you understand the importance Billy Harrington has on our hearts. So I have to do this. I have to do this for me. We'll be back to true crime next week, most likely. And but. if any of you true crime folks that got here accidentally want to know more about Billy Harrington... I think you're going to really want to know more by the end of this. So yes. he can be near and dear to your heart. Yes, exactly. And it's very accessible and easy to listen to. So trust me, I'm not going to be speaking over anyone's heads here. But if you're listening on YouTube, please hit like and subscribe. We just hit 600 subscribers and this took less than a week. I don't know what to say. Thank you guys for doing this. It really means a lot. We're getting so much closer to a thousand. So if you haven't done so yet, hitting like helps the YouTube algorithm and subscribing just helps us get that much closer to that goal share this share, share this with someone you love share this with another meme lord that would love billy harrington but with that out of the way this is the life of billy harrington yes Billy Harrington, born as William Glenn Harold Harrington, was born in North Babylon, New York, and grew up on Long Island learning karate from his father, who was a sensei. He had interests in boxing, wrestling, and martial arts. I'll give you one more round with me, okay? Yeah. This yeah. round here, I want you to jerk off, and I'm going to watch you while you do it but did not actually start bodybuilding until he was 24 years old after moving to New York City. Oh, my shoulder! So there's a funny reason why he started bodybuilding. When you look at him, at least I thought he had been lifting weights the Forever? majority of his life. Yeah. But in reality, he was just a tall, lanky person, and his girlfriend at the time dumped him for a bodybuilder. Huh? Like embarrassing me, huh? And so according to him, he just started hitting the gym at that point. And at that point, he found that he had a natural ability for symmetry when weightlifting. <laughs> yes, he, he talks about his symmetry. When asked about his favorite body part, he says the whole thing because I'm very symmetrical. He really is. Huh? Like that? And, you know, you, you have to admire that because anyone that's done any sort of weightlifting or bodybuilding can see how easy it is to favor a certain muscle group and to ignore muscle groups that you just don't like doing the workouts for. And getting that perfect symmetry requires a lot of hard work and a lot of thoughtfulness, in my opinion. So I've always very much admired his dedication to symmetry. Me too, because it, like you said, it's very easy to be completely off kilter. When I was going to the gym when I was younger, I favored leg exercises quite a bit because, you know, as a shorter woman, that was easier for me. Yeah. And I always ended up with these like very bulky thighs because I constantly love doing really heavy leg presses. You want to get on bottom? You know that's the point you want to be. Whereas in the flip side, a lot of guys, they, they, you always hear the phrase, don't skip leg day. It was because a lot of guys do skip leg day. They don't like doing leg exercises especially us with the very long legs it's just harder tends to be harder on your knees i've noticed one but. of my friends in high school would do that all the time he was an avid weightlifter and skip leg day had these like pin thin legs yeah chicken but had legs humongous lats because that's all he liked to do yeah that was a common thing i noticed in high school too though there were the very short fat guys with tiny legs who would leg press like 900 pounds ah! 
those were the only guys I would see that would constantly do leg days, the shorter guys and the stouter guys. But anyway, anyway, Harrington began his erotic career when his then girlfriend from Long Island submitted his nude pictures to Playgirl magazine. So when I was younger, I thought Playgirl magazine was something that girls bought. And then I got older and realized it's for the men. Hey, it's a lot of big surprise, guys. I think, was it Peter Steele sent his stuff to Playgirl thinking it was a girl magazine? No, so he actually did a pictorial for them. They're yes. very well done pictures. That's actually all, the only thing I've ever seen in Playgirl is Peter Steele's Playgirl photos. That was intentional. Okay. It was an intentional shoot. As far as Billy Harrington's concerned, the photographs won him Real Man of the Month, which was a contest, which got him a $500 prize. Not only that, his appearance in the magazine caught the eye of famed photographer Jim French, which Billy spoke highly of up until his death. But it was two years before Harrington posed for his first cult calendars for Jim French. Soon after, Harrington was filming hardcore gay adult films for All Worlds Video. Haven't you seen two gay men kissing before? And a Appearing on mainstream television programs such as Love Connection and the Ricky Lake Show. We found the Love Connection episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of heartwarming. They said his job was a fitness consultant. Yeah, fitness consultant Which, or something like sure. that. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure I'm he sure, is. I'm sure it was. I, I'd let him consult me in fitness at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't find the Ricky Lake show. I'll have to look again, but I would really love to see him on Ricky Lake. So the Love Connection episode was pretty cool. Well, a lot of the girls he had on there seemed a little annoying, but the, the third one <laughs> was pretty good. Well, again, I don't know how scripted Love Connection is, but... The, it... the first two seemed insufferable. The third one was tolerable. She was some tall woman who didn't like being called large, which I can understand. Yeah. But they ended up going skydiving together. Yeah, which I wish we could have saw, but back then, harder to get cameras places. Yeah, so that was basically his love connection episode, and I think they went on another date, Yeah, if it's real. They agreed at the end of the show to go on another date. I believe love connection, you go on a blind date with somebody and then at the end you decide whether you want a second date with them or not yeah and then they come out and they hug and everybody's like oh this is so happy or whatever i haven't seen love connection since the 80s yeah, i was very young I when very i was very little love i remember it went into the early 90s and i think i watched some episodes when i was homesick from school yeah type of thing so according to him he started with some solo scenes yeah work actually in the adult film industry and his IAFD the internet adult film database seems to back that based on what I'm seeing though he also did some wrestling videos so obviously I discovered him with the gachi Muchi craze but I did not know that this was a subgenre of pornography specifically gay pornography yeah he did some body worship stuff with can am and that was his first wrestling Stuff. I think body worship in general is just the solo scenes where it mm -hmm. just focuses on the person's body the entire time. But the actual wrestling portion of it, I did not know this was a subgenre. And for those that aren't familiar, what this is, is it's two people wrestling each other and slowly they rip their clothes off of each other. And sometimes it leads to sex, sometimes it doesn't. Most of these videos Billy did were with other men, though he did have one scene with a woman. Ladies first. And that was his only straight scene to date, I believe. He had another name for that. It was like Jake Mason or something like Jake that. Jake Stevens. Jake Stevens. And yeah. other ones, he was billed as Billy Marcus. But as he got bigger, 
He used his real name, Billy Harrington, on everything. So he started with these wrestling videos, and they didn't gain popularity until way, way later. But he had seemed to have steady work as a, an adult film actor, starting with these wrestling videos, and then finally it went to more acting, I guess you could say, with stuff like Tales from the Foxhole, where he's actually, you know... Not there to wrestle, he's there to... To be the drill sergeant. To be the drill sergeant and basically have sex. So he's just doing, like, straight-up sex roles. Okay, maggots, I want to see six hot loads on your DI's hat now. Some people think that Billy Harrington was a Catalina vid star, and that's not true, though he did do some work with people who were in Catalina. Deep, dark fantasies. I believe he was never in a Catalina vid himself. However, Gachi and Catalina, they seem to be... Kind of synonymous with each other. Yeah, they seem to be accepted by the community. I mean, some diehards will say that they're not allowed in the same sentence, but I consider it to be under all one giant umbrella as the memes tend to go back and forth. And at the end of the day, that's what got Billy big was the memes. So he seemed to have steady work until 2002. And I think in one interview he claimed to retire then, but I see some credits in 2003, 2005, 2006 as well as a best of in 2007 which I assume was old footage but then he did an interview for Jimmy Z Productions and I'm not too familiar with Jimmy Z's but basically what he made it sound like it was more of a bodybuilding expose he did an interview for that and I guess he hosted some sort of gathering based on that interview but what he said was that he felt like he needed to leave the adult film industry for spiritual reasons and he became a carpenter yeah he really appreciated what it gave him so he could explore his sexuality yeah that's what he said and at this point he had not gained international notoriety yet. So it was interesting hearing his perspective on those things before his rise to fame because most of his interviews were done after he got big in Japan and then subsequently got big in the States, which we'll get to. But hearing this interview before any of that happened, it's very interesting because he seems like the exact same person, no matter whether he got fame or whether he didn't. And I think that's what is one of the reasons why Billy Harrington is so appealing to people. He's just a very relatable, humble... He comes off as an everyman, really, who's just doing his thing, and no matter what happens to him, he's the same old Billy Harrington, and, you know, you can respect that. However, after the Jimmy C stuff, he did, according to this database, he did a shoot in 2009 and two in 2010. I tried to find these videos to see if they were compilations or not, like using old footage, or if they were new shoots, but... I couldn't find anything. The stuff that's more available on the internet is his wrestling stuff and his older stuff. After all this happened, and I should say, like, up until this point, he was doing striptease acts at gay clubs, though this isn't really well documented, so it's hard to say if it's true or not. It probably is, because a lot of porn stars, when they're not filming, will tour around the country doing feature dancing. It's That's very common. It seems like a very easy thing to get yourself into mm -hmm. if you're in that community. Yeah, but... because when you go and 
do that, essentially, you don't even have to do that much because recently, within the last four years, Stormy Daniels came and did that at our local strip club yes, in Portland. Yes, that's true. She did. So really, when they have like these feature nights, all they do is just go on, do a quick little number. They're not dancing all night, and people will go there and wait to the end of the night to see them. Oh, uh, okay. And that's they, what they it is. probably make quite a bit of money. Yeah, better money than your average talented stripper. Yeah, they just do a few songs. Yeah. So... This is like the background on him, but how did this run-of-the-mill porn star blow up? Well, after the fact, his wrestling videos were uploaded onto Nico Nico Doga or Duoga. I don't know how to say it. I've heard it said, but I've heard Duga. I think it's Doga. I've heard Duga too, but either way. Nico Nico Doga. It's now called Nico Nico, and the website is Nico Nico.jp, N-I-C-O, N-I-C-O. So his videos got uploaded onto this, which is basically their version of YouTube, I guess you could say. It's a Japanese video sharing website. Thousands of mashup parody videos were made, many of which utilized deliberate mishearings of lines from his films. Basically, if you want to understand what this is, if you've ever heard Rammstein misheard or some foreign band misheard where they put English words to it and it kind of sounds like the English words. If they you're, do it a lot with Indian stuff. With Indian stuff. If you were around for the days of Newgrounds, you probably know the video French erotic film, which was a play off of, I think it was a Belgian song about a crocodile. But yeah, it's basically the Japanese did that. And Billy said something like, like embarrassing me, huh? Huh? And they translated to you're slacking off these days and then you got me mad now became it's steadfast and that's not right man became it can't be helped. So these became what did they call them the forest fairy philosophies so Billy Harrington had several nicknames but the most popular one which you probably know him by is anarchy which translates to big brother. But he's also known as Forest Fairy. And then there was these three principles, which are basically the heart of admonition, the heart of praise, and the heart of tolerance. And they come from these three translations. You're slacking off these days, it's steadfast, and it can't be helped. And there's all these Japanese memes that revolve around this, as well as this pants wrestling. I'm my fucking pants! Which, I don't get it. I don't get how this happened. I'm glad it did. <laughs> I'm glad it did. Basically, they upload this videos and they were marked with things like, oh, yeah, this is professional wrestling or it'd be marked with NJPW, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling. And people will be watching this is like, huh, here's some wrestling. Oh, no, they're taking their clothes off. This is actually some gay shit just as kind of a way to troll people. But it really caught on to the point where on February 14th, 2009, Billy Harrington was invited to visit at Japan for a special appearance for Nico Nico Doga on a live cast for Valentine's Day. And according to the YouTube video description, more than 10,000 fans of Billy Harrington showed up at this event, which is at Tokyo's Akihabara district. And at the same day as the event, the Japanese model kit Good Smile Company, with Billy's consent, made a limited edition Billy Harrington action figure, which I believe I saw one for sale online and it went for $125 now. So he just has this big rise to fame after after the fact. It's just one of those weird phenomenas, I guess. And then from that, we had Gachi on YouTube itself. Yes, didn't it start with Twitch 
first? It's hard to say where it started. So there's several things that added to the rise of Gachi. So one, a lot of people look to Forsen, who's a streamer on Twitch. I don't know what he streams now. Back in the day, he was streaming a lot of Hearthstone. There would be a lot of gotchy memes in the chat. Force and Sub was some clips from Billy Harrington's videos. Fucking slaves, get your ass back here! And I don't know when the mashups, the right versions, so you should probably talk about right versions. So right versions are, if you want to look up Ass Clap right now, right version, you'll understand that there are songs and people will take sound clips from all these gay porn videos from either Catalina or the wrestling videos. They will make song parodies out of them. (laughs) And I can't do it justice explaining this. But if you hear it, it's pretty impressive. There's a lot of work that goes into this. I think I've heard a few that you've played for me, and it is pretty... Yeah, I, pl- I played you the uh, Phil Collins in yes, the Air Tonight yes, yes, one. Yes. I think, didn't you play me a Katy Perry one, too? Yeah, there was a Katy Perry one. I can't remember which one. There was a couple Katy Perry ones, and then there was Sia's... Uh, is it said Sia? Chandelier. Chandelier, yeah. Yeah. In doing this, I'm realizing just how hard this is to explain if you don't know what this is. When you first explained this to me months ago, I'm like, what is this? And I tried like researching it myself so I could better understand. But there's a lot going on here. Yeah, there's a lot. And I feel like one needs to binge on it to fully understand it. So I actually discovered Billy Harrington last. I discovered the Catalina stuff first. And I was reintroduced to it through this series of YouTube videos called Bad Gay Porn Acting. And that's where the whole, oh shit, I'm sorry. with Oh shit, I'm sorry. Steve Rambo and Brad McGuire. Sorry for what? Yes, that was my first Yeah, I got well. rocketed into memedom. Our daddy taught us not to be ashamed of our dicks. So. Sorry for what? It gets bigger when I pull on. Hmm. And so looking through stuff like that, you end up finding Billy Harrington. And you can just go down a huge rabbit hole. Sometimes I pull on it so hard. I ripped the skin. Of gotchy memes, songs that have been made the right version of, filled with all the the male symbols, the circle with the uh, arrow going upward. But yeah, it's, I don't know, I probably shouldn't go too far into this because if you know it, you know it. If you don't know it, you should go look for it. Yes, and there's a lot of resources. Just type in gotchy moochie or gotchy into YouTube and you'll find a whole ton of stuff. Hey guys, for this episode, our sponsor is True Crime by Indie Drop-In. It's a podcast that features episodes from independent true crime creators. Each week, you'll explore a different aspect of the true crime genre. You'll hear episodes about serial killers, violence, conspiracies, celebrities, white-collar crime, and much, much more. You will hear creators from all over the world, including our Junko Furuta episode, so please go check it out. Now you can get your true crime fix from many other independent podcasts just like us. Search for True Crime by Indie Drop-In on your favorite app or click the link in the show notes to get started. One thing I suppose I should touch about on really quickly is a lot of people go back and forth, is Billy gay or not? And I mean, he said he was bisexual in 2002. And then in 2016, he said on Twitter that he was straight. And really, it doesn't 
matter to me. I'm not one of these you have to prove it to me types of a people. A lot of people in that Twitter post were just completely obnoxious. Yeah. Like, no, you took it in the butt from Tomcat and Yeah, you bottomed in a scene. And conquered. So I'm just like, Where whatever. Where he plays a Roman gladiator. He does. It's very, actually very sexy movie. <laughs> with, with a very, very uncomfortable soundtrack. That's the other thing about a lot of oh. Billy's videos. Not the wrestling ones because they usually have no music, but... A lot of them are uncomfortable to watch, not because of the content, because I actually enjoy male erotica. I do. It's the soundtracks. So the soundtracks from a music theory perspective, there's dissonant notes and dissonant chord progressions, and they're looped in very jarring ways. So I feel like it creates this natural repulsiveness that watching it even from a scholarly perspective would be difficult much less watching it for enjoyment. Like there was one where I was watching, it was on YouTube. It's a point of view and- It's that body worship one. Yeah, you're trying, you're following Billy and he's beckoning you to some back warehouse room that's really like dingy. And he's just slowly like stripping and flexing. And you know that mask guy from 8mm? Yes. I don't remember his name, but when Nicolas Cage is in his house- he plays this jarring music, and it reminds me of that. Like, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah, and I get anxiety from certain types of music anyway in low bass tones, so I just couldn't handle it for that reason. If we were just to turn the volume off, then you wouldn't get any of the great dialogue. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, it... Billy's good with dialogue. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, so that's my only real feedback, constructive feedback with regards to male porn. They need to fix the soundtracks. Yeah, I don't, I don't like music and porn in general, but Jesus Christ, like, why are you playing stuff that I feel like I'm at some sort of rave for like I like, feel like not I, a good rave yeah like a creepy one like that you could get stabbed at I just uh I can't I can't I feel like I'm at some sort of COVID party yeah it's just too much but yeah no those people were being obnoxious and if he says he's straight it's he's cool straight. he's straight it's cool with me like it's whatever you want to be it's he not about openly said that this whole experience was to experiment with his sexuality, see what fit, what didn't. He'd go do his scene. During that scene, it was very easy for him because in that moment, he was playing the character of Billy Harrington. And it was very easy for him to perform in front of the camera. And then he'd go home and he'd digest it to figure out if it worked for him or not. I think that's a really healthy form of exploration. It sounds like he was really in tuned and had a really good plan of action and knew what worked for him. And I'd say that's better than most people yeah. I'm just not one of these people that's just like oh yeah you're not queer enough because you need to suck a dick or just something like that they have to vet you they have to vet your sexual history to know if you're queer or not. Fuck those people. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. All right on a more serious note Billy Harrington died at the age of 48 unexpectedly due to a major car accident on California State Route 111 in Rancho Mirage. He was found trapped in the wreckage and was brought to a Palm Springs hospital where he died the next day. On March 3rd, pornographic film director Chichi LaRue tweeted a memorial tweet for Harrington, which gained 4,000 retweets and over 1,500 likes in less than 12 hours, and then shortly after, Harrington's mother confirmed the death on a Facebook post. Chi-Chi LaRue should be noted as somebody who's directed a few of Billy's videos. If you know who Chi-Chi LaRue is, that's a very famous person in the industry. He, on his personal Facebook, uploaded a picture of him driving through that area on the day he died. 
just quite sad. This was uh, unexpected by a lot of people. He looked very young for his age. Yeah, he that was his Facebook cover photo, I believe. Yeah, it was. It still his face- is. Yeah, it still is his Facebook cover photo. He was very young for the time. He often talked about his life with this view of longevity. He always talked about how he'd be an old man in a rocking chair, like looking back fondly on these days. And it's just really sad that at the height of his popularity, it just is all taken from him. He was still going to Japan pretty regularly. I think the thing that people find the most heartwarming about Billy and the most relatable is that he's still the same person after everything. I don't have direct experience from this, but I've seen a bunch of people and have seen it on Twitter. Billy will respond to almost every single tweet at him. They're just about the littlest things. Just people ask him how he is. Billy will always retweet it. And there's this really famous tweet where somebody asks, why do you respond to everything? And he says, because I don't view you guys as fans. I view you guys as friends. And there's a lot of videos of him just hugging fans, like people coming up to him. He's, he's very gracious with his time. You just don't really find that. And especially in the realm of Catalina and Gachi, a lot of those actors hid from the spotlight or changed their- Like Steve Rambo. Like Steve Rambo. I love Steve Rambo, though. And Ricardo Milos. But I understand that Steve Rambo, you know, is a man in his 60s now with a partner and wants to just live his life. Yeah. Steve Rambo did it in a more respectful way, but just a lot of these people just kind of don't want that attention, whereas Billy embraced it and isn't embarrassed of anything that he did. Feels very thankful about it, like loves the memes, never felt insulted by the memes, talked about them. How he was honored and how his fans were so creative. You know, these seem like really obvious ways that a person should respond to this, but it's not. It's very refreshing. It seems obvious when you hear it, but you don't hear people talk like this about these things. Just that kind of openness and warmness is so infectious combined with just how inspiring he is to people this was really hard on me and i think that if you're listening you don't know who billy harrington is it might be tough to understand how this was hard on me and hard on a lot of people but it's a very inspiring and encouraging person and to see somebody that good with their fans And no matter just how many people seem to come his way, he just was the same Billy Harrington. Like, you just don't see that. To see somebody like that taken from life too soon, it was really sad to see. I'm kind of new to this, too. And I've I've been trying not to choke up several times during this whole thing. We were watching his interviews and we're just like, (laughs) oh, just knowing that he's dead now and just the way he talks about things so, so positively. And just the things he says are so simple, but it's just like, oh my God, like somebody retweeted that famous picture of him grinning and they're like, how do I get a beautiful smile like that? And he just said, just be happy, bro, or something like that. And there's just not enough people like that. And one of the saddest things too with this is right before he died, he got a Rottweiler puppy. From what I understand that that was his first dog and he got that Roddy like not even a month before he passed. Yeah, at least his first dog over at his home because like I've been combing for little bits pieces through his Facebook because his Facebook is still pretty public and he has pictures of other dogs but they're not his or didn't live with him 
type of situation. But yeah, the little Roddy puppy was his. And if any fans know where his Roddy puppy is now, I hope that he is loved. Yes, I hope so too. Since his death, fans respond with hundreds of tributes across video sharing sites and message boards. And if you just type in Anarchy or Billy Harrington in YouTube, you'll see a lot of rest in peace, like tribute videos that people took a lot of time and effort on. They're really heartwarming. One tribute video that was uploaded on on Nico Nico accumulated over 80,000 views in less than one week. And although Harrington was cremated, he does have a gravestone at Forest Lawn Cemetery in Cathedral City, California. It's actually a famous it is. cemetery where a lot of celebrities are buried at. That's one I definitely would love to go see. That in the Hollywood Forever one. Yes, absolutely. One thing we found that was pretty interesting is that Billy's likeness is used as a military um, like ad. A, a military promotion ad in China. It's, you know, the whole like Uncle Sam pointing at you telling you to join the military. It's their version of this. We'll put this up. It's Billy Harrington flexing. I can't remember which movie this is from. And he's got the chain harness on. Yeah, he's got the chain harness from. The, the name of the movie is escaping me, but basically I found what the alleged translation is and it says hot blood pure man protect home and country it's an honor to be a soldier it's sacred to defend your homeland military man is the most beautiful i actually found that on his facebook was that on his facebook it was on his facebook and a fan had translated it for him yeah it's just kind of crazy when the chinese government takes you a foreigner and uses you <laughs> As an ad to join the military. It's absolutely fabulous. Yeah, that, that, that's certainly, that's certainly if fabulous. If I could find a print of that, I would frame that and put that in the apartment. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, even after doing this, I feel like I couldn't do it justice. So please search some gotchy videos, search some Billy Harrington videos on YouTube before you're like, oh, that's gay porn. I can't look at that. No, listen, it's all cut up. So it's safe for work. <laughs> And some other suggestions you could do, they could look up stuff with Steve Hurley. Oh, God. Van Darkholm. Fisting is 300 bucks. Van Darkholm did a, a very nice tribute for Billy Harrington as well. Talked about how, because they did a movie together. They did Lords of the Locker Room. Yeah. But they never met because I guess the scenes were shot separately. And at a convention, Billy walked up and introduced himself to Van. And Van says in the adult film industry, people are super cutthroat and catty. But Billy was unlike anyone else he's ever met because he was very warm and inviting and just seemed like a really genuine, straightforward person without an agenda. And he really liked that. But yeah, Van's got some funny stuff. The One of the more famous ones is the one with... Fisting right. is 300 bucks. Well, the fisting is 300 bucks. I'm an artist. I'm a performance artist. But the Brad McGuire and Steve Rambo scene. Oh, yeah. From Catalina Boy Band. Yeah, Catalina Boy Band. The oh, shit, I'm sorry. If you want to start where I started, you, you can do that. But as for us, if you're listening on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Drop an F in comments. Dro drop an F in comments, sir. You know, if there's some things that you think represent him really well or that people should check out that I missed, please put that in chat. I want this to be a collaborative effort because I feel like I've forgotten so many things. So please help me out here. Come on, college boy. Please 
please like and subscribe, share this video. We're over 600 subscribers now, and this happened in a week. This so, happened very quickly. Yes, yeah, so thank you so much for everybody that's here supporting us. It means the world to us. And I know this wasn't true crime per se, but we do like covering things that are a little bit out there sometimes. Yeah, as I said in the intro, I'm sorry that this is not true crime, but... I've been wanting to do this for a while, and we take the occasional break. Y'all seem to be okay with that, so we're not going to push it too far. And thank you so much to our patrons. Yes, thank you. Eddie, Rowan, Holly, Lauren, Vu, Marky, Karen, Ashley, and Anna. Yes, thank you. We love you all so much. Thank you for going that extra mile to support us. And if you want to support us and get our bonus content, which we just uploaded a video of us, people have been asking for video, and we're starting to work with it. So some of the, the test stuff is going up on Patreon. That's the only place you can see it right now. If you want to do that, patreon.com slash the misery machine. If you want to support us another way, but you don't don't really like patreon paypal.me slash the misery machine again not only bonus content you get to snap with us you'll get postcards from us and that's coming up soon so if you want the august postcards you might want to look at patreon oh and join our discord Join our Discord and talk to us. It's free now. I mean, yeah, if you're a patron, you get the secret room, which it's is pretty, pretty active. It's general is pretty popping too. So anyways, you got anything else? I don't. All right. Well, until next week. We love you. We love you. Bye. My fellow brothers, I, Billy Harrington, stand here today, humbled by the task before us, mindful of the sacrifices born. We are in the midst of crisis, but also on the collective failure to make hard choices and prepare for a new mad age. Today, I say to you that the challenge is real. They are serious and they are many. They will not be easily met or in a short span of time, but know they will be met. We understand that greatness is never given. Our journey has never been one of shortcuts. It has not been for the path, for the faint-hearted, or seek only the fleshly pleasures. Rather, it has been the risk takers, the wasted genie, the creators of mad things. For us, they toiled in sweatshops, endured the lash of the spanking time and time again. These men struggled and sacrificed so that we might live better. We remain the most powerful and minds are no less inventive and services are no less needed that they were last week or yesterday or the day before the day after tomorrow. Starting today, we must pull up our pants, dust ourselves off and begin again the work of remaking. Now there are some who question the scale of our ambitions. Their memories are short for they have forgotten what free men can achieve when imagination is joined to common purpose. And so, to all the people who are watching this video, from the grandest cities to the small villages, now we will begin to responsibly leave and forge a hard-earned peace in this mad world. What is required of us now is a new era of responsibility. In the face of our common dangers, in this winter of our hardship, let us remember these timeless words, as we can. Let it be said by our children's children, we did not turn back, nor did we falter. And we were carried forth that the great gift of freedom be delivered and is safely to future generations. Thank you. God bless.
Hi guys, Kira from Murder and More here. I am the solo host of the UK-based true crime podcast, where each Sunday I tell you about a murder, disappearance or serial killer. Murder and More is available to listen to wherever you get your podcasts, including platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox and Stitcher. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Murder and More, Instagram at Murder and More Pod, and on Facebook at Murder and More Podcast. Head over to murderandmorepodcast.wordpress.com to find out more. I'm Dan. I'm Elaine. And we host the Sublime True Crime Podcast. With a new episode every Sunday, we're possibly the only podcast where one of the co-hosts can't pronounce the name of their own show. Oh, but you do try. Yes, I wonder who that could be. We concentrate on UK crimes of all kinds, murder, rape, serial killers. We've even covered the world's largest mugging recently, though my favourite is still a Hatton Garden heist. Mine too. Have a good episode. We predominantly cover solved cases. The first episode is the exception so far, and my excuse is that we were finding our feet. Is that the one where you didn't realise it was unsolved until you'd written most of the episode and then didn't want to waste it? Maybe. We started recording in January 2020 and have released an episode every week, so there's a back catalogue there to binge. We'd love for you to come and listen to us. Just search for Sublime True Crime on any good podcast provider. Click subscribe and listen to the back catalogue of existing episodes. We do hope that you will join us soon. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.